When there is something new, I think it's important no matter how old you are to embrace it. I can't tell you how excited I am and how refreshing it is to see someone that is in their 80s navigate an iPhone, navigate Mm -hmm. like different things. And I think that that is so important because I think it keeps you young, but also it drives ideas. It drives innovation, even when you're older, where you think that anything is still possible. And I think that keeps you living longer. Mm -hmm. And I think it at least keeps you living in a happier place than feeling like you're being left behind. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I am Janelle Copeland. And I'm Eddie. Copeland. That was a little bit of like a beatbox stutter. Didn't know where I was going with it. And then I found my way, you know, I hated everything about it, but I'm glad that you're here. (laughs) (laughs) That's all that matters is that you're here. You showed up. Thank you. You know what? You you know what you're going to get from me? My authentic self, right? I'm just going to show up and be me and let the chips fall where they may. That's what I'm saying, people. Is that your Eddieism for today? (laughs) I don't know. All right. But it's a crazy world, you know? And so I just want to be crazy in it. Well, moving on. Moving on. You ready? Yeah. Um, I heard a pickup line and I want to try it on you. All right. Let's see if it works. I'm really hey. tough to pick picked up on. Hey. Yes. Do you like algebra? Actually, well, I don't. Because I need help replacing my ex. Wait, hold on. I fucked it up (laughs) because I need you to help me replace my ex without asking why. Oh, I get it. Okay. Okay. It's not a, I get it. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. This podcast that I found on TikTok, (laughs) they said they were, they do this thing where it's like, is it cheesy or is it a good pickup line? He's like, Hey, do you like algebra? Cause I need help replacing my ex without asking why. Can I ask you a question though? Uh, okay. Did it hurt? What? Did it hurt? What is your corny ass pickup line? <laughs> when you fell from heaven. <laughs> That's so old and corny. That was like from 2000. You cannot use that You can't that put anymore. a year on things like that. Yes. Those things are timeless. Come Absolutely. On. Okay, here's a question. Do people actually still have pickup lines? No, people don't talk to each other. You're like, right. <laughs> you, like right now, the dating scene is online, right? And I don't know what that looks like to make a pickup line online. Right. Uh Why? Because you're not on any of those apps. I'm not on any of those apps. Okay. Just for the record, if anyone found you on any of those apps like Tinder or I don't even know what those dating apps are. That would be horrible. Okay. Oh, yeah. That'd be be bad. Yeah. So but. But That's a point. special kind of person when yeah. you're in a marriage <laughs> and relationship like, and you have like profiles <laughs> under like that's you what have is that created, movie Catfish. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I think so. I don't know what it is, but. If yeah, if you're on if you're married in a relationship, but you also have like a dating app that you've got live and re- and firing off like you have a bio you with have like a bio pics. you you know you that's bad. I want to say it'd be my worst nightmare, but my worst nightmare in this marriage would be you're hooked on drugs. Oh, 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I, it's hooked kind on, of up but, there. But hooked on drugs and on a, on a dating site. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie. If one of my friends told me they saw you on a dating app, like I would be like, "Mm, not my husband. But if I found it to be true, I'd be devastated and destroyed simply because it's not in your character. Right? No, I wouldn't do that. You don't have to worry about that. No, I I know that, (laughs) but I'm really thankful in this moment that I don't have to worry about that. Hundred percent. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's a terrible feeling. (laughs) I just uh, my heart goes out to anyone listening who's found their husband right. on a dating app, like that is one of the most fucked up things you can do. Yeah, and it's so like premeditary, right? Meditary? Pre-meditative. Meditative? <laughs> pre-meditative. <laughs> I think you I were trying to say talk. predatory Predatory and, and not premeditative. Pre- no, I wasn't trying to say predatory, but I was trying to say, I don't know what I was trying to say, okay. but premeditated in a sense that like, like you, you were wrote looking out for your bio. Like you were like actually mm-hmm. like seeking out yeah. people and then you're also... It's predatory in a sense. Maybe that's where my brain was going because mm-hmm. you're preying on people who are looking for individuals, right? And tricking them to think that you are single mm-hmm. and you have a full life, which is super bad, which we saw a little bit in that that show, Mr. Robot, mm-hmm. right? But that yeah. was, well, how did we get here? I don't know. We're okay. talking about dating, pickup lines. Okay. So Perfect. how do people meet nowadays though? Yeah, I have no clue. I think- I, I would love to know. I think they have to meet through a friend, mm-hmm. through a dating app, or as coworkers. I think people still go can't meet to as coworkers now, like clubs and bars. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if those are the best place to meet people, mm-hmm. but I think people still do that. Yeah, I don't think meeting, looking for love in all the wrong places. I don't think looking for love in a club or a bar is the right thing. But why not? Like, what do you think? What's what's wrong with finding some love in the club? that's wrong um there's nothing wrong actually Uh i think i mean i would meet somebody at a grocery store if i was at a grocery store at costco like i i don't know i have a girlfriend who's been single for a long time and i always tease her like you're single because you literally have blinders on you don't pay attention you could be working out right next to your soulmate at the gym you could be right next to mr right in the checkout line at the grocery store but you're not paying attention you don't even flirt with people like look at other people make eye contact say hi be friendly smile so i do think you can meet someone anywhere yeah but you have to be open and receptive and like kind of consciously paying attention we've gotten a little hypersensitive to like people coming on to you because i think it gets turned into this place of uh I, I don't know, but I think that people are, I think men will probably are less leery of approaching a woman uh, just because. They're more leery to They're more approach. leery, mm-hmm. yeah, because things have gotten a little bit hypersensitized because of our society. Because you don't want to come off, especially in the workplace, like you're being inappropriate. Yeah, I think you don't want to put forth the wrong foot and, you, and I don't think you want to come across as, you know, a sleazy or or whatever it is. Because let's just face it, you're attracted with by looks, and when you're in a setting like the gym or mm-hmm. a club or a bar, you definitely don't know that person. So mm-hmm. you, there's an attraction there, and so I think that maybe that's like on the minds of women. I don't know. I feel like right now is a real tough time to to be a single person. Mm. I wonder if that's the case. We need our listeners to like let yeah, us know. help us out with that. Is it a tough time to be single? It's been a lot a while since I've been single. Yeah. You too? But you don't have a problem with, <laughs> yeah, me, me too. But but you don't have a problem with men, like, in the past coming on to you. No. I don't have a problem with that now. I, but I wonder how many women do now. Like, how many women, like, have a problem with, like, oh, my God, this guy tried to talk to me today. 
I think it depends on like if you're friendly, like if you have a friendly personality, you make eye contact with people. I definitely have tried to avoid eye contact with people because I'm like, ah, that could open up, you know, a door to like too much friendliness. Eye contact, Um, like locking eyes? Not locking eyes. I mean, (laughs) I'm not going to lock eyes, but there's a certain kind of aura that you give off, you know? And so I'm like, yeah, a lot less friendly now, like, because obviously I'm not in the market. Yeah. What about you? You just come across as light. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'll pass guys sometimes. And if they're like interested, they'll say, you should smile. What are you so upset about? I'm like, mm, actually, I'm having a really good day. I yeah. just didn't want to smile because I don't yeah. want to give Mind you the your wrong business, impression. Fool. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably my thing that I get the most is like, oh, why are you so unhappy? You should smile. You're pretty. Like something like that. I'm like, mm, played out. Yeah. I got it, though. It's good. <laughs> that's a good one. I don't think I used to do anything like to like make myself look available. So I don't think I've made it like many adjustments to like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I frown when I'm, you know, walking the streets. I, I don't know. Like, what can I do to be, re- to repel? <laughs> mm, you can wear blinders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you mean Just like. don't pay attention to. Yeah. Don't, don't look at people. Yeah. But no, I'm, I don't I'm know. always really curious. I'm always like looking no. at situations. I'm like, oh, I wonder what that person's doing or look at that couple or like I'm always. Yeah, I don't know. We're out of practice. Uh, I, I don't want to get in need, practice. I don't want to be in practice either, but we need our single people to kind of chime in on All this. Right. So moving on from dating, here's a question. Would you rather have a million followers or a million dollars? Um, I, I'm, Give me a million dollars. Okay. Yeah. What would be the benefit of having a million dollars versus a million followers? Investing. Yeah. Yeah. Quick, easy. I recently went to a conference called VidCon and it was put on 100% like sponsored by TikTok. Yeah. And I got to say, like, my team's been trying to get us on TikTok for a long time. And it's something I'm just like, ah, one more social media thing. Like, teenagers are on it, not really interested. But I went to this conference because it's about video right. and my mind's completely changed. And so after the conference, I was like, hey, we're going to start a TikTok. Why? Because we do funny shit all the time. We've got a podcast. Right. We have a brand we're trying to grow. We've got a fun family. And so let's just put a little bit of effort, throw some stuff out there so people can kind of connect with us. And let's just see what happens. Right. Not with any expectations, but at the conference, there were several influencers that are really big on TikTok that have millions of followers and all they are is like families. Right. Like it's just a family. The Pittman sisters, three sisters, they're not twins. They're just like our daughters, two years apart each. As a matter of fact, the oldest one is Jasmine's age. She's in law school. The youngest one's like Jordan. She's finishing her senior year in high school. And all they do is like trending dances as sisters. They started during the pandemic and now they've got millions of followers. They're getting tons of brand deals. Mm-hmm. Like this is literally their full-time job now. So you're saying million million followers well, gives you. I'm saying like in the past, prior to this conference, I would have never cared about followers ever. Right. But what I saw is I saw large companies like Paramount Studios, large companies that make movies and films and producers and record labels and all of these companies come to this event looking for some of the greatest content creators that have the largest followings because those companies like a Paramount Pictures who was really prominent at this conference was like, we're looking at 
obtaining talent and we're looking at, you know, putting out shows and stuff in a different way now. Right. Like we're letting kind of the people who have influence right now help us create those. So whether they're looking for someone who's got millions of followers on TikTok, who's putting out creative stuff that people like in maybe a 20 year old bracket that Paramount Studios is now saying, hey, we want to hire you as a consultant. Like we want you to come and we want to be able to kind of bounce some ideas off of you because this is what we have in the pipelines, but we really want someone's creativity or input wow. or insight. So I was really inspired to see that people who want to be actors, who people who want to be film producers, people who are just living regular lives now have this underdog kind of influence yeah, that's and these cool. larger companies are shifting the way that they look for talent. And yeah. I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? We're no different. I mean, we like to take vacations. Let's vlog. It's kind of like short clip vlogs about our vacations. People ask about that anyways. Why not put it out there? Yeah. People ask us all the time about parenting or what do you do? You've got teenage daughters. How do you raise them to be successful? You know, we talk about parenting stuff. We can do funny parent stuff or right. share some of the things that we go through. We talk about, you know, everyone in our family having like a health or a fitness routine. We can film some quick stuff about being healthy and make it fun and family friendly. So I just thought that this would be a fun episode to kind of talk about how I've always had resistance to like, ah, it's another new thing. Right. But you talk a bit about the fact that we've made a commitment to each other that as we get older, we don't want to be that older couple that's like, ah, that's for the young folks. That's for yeah. the young youngins. Like that's for, talk about why that's important. Well, I think when you think about getting older, a lot of it uh, about getting older, I mean, people have already experienced this right now. So as you get older, you leave things behind, mm -hmm. right? Or like things what? become less important to you. Mm -hmm. For me, video games and sitting in front of the TV, watching football and sports has become less important to mm -hmm. me because I see there's bigger and more important things out there. So that's what age does. The thing is, is that new things come up, mm -hmm. right? So new things like TikTok, new things like different technologies from, from phones to VR to all these things that I think when you get older, it's easy to kind of lump into one category of saying, oh, that's all that new stuff. I'm not into that yeah. or it's not that important. And then what ends up happening is that you lose that edge of like being versatile and saying, hey, I'm able to kind of adapt to my surroundings mm -hmm. and keep my mind fresh for what may be new. And so I think that's super important. Like, I think that when there is something new, you, I think it's important no matter how old you are to embrace it. I can't tell you when I, how excited I am and how refreshing it is to see someone that is in their 80s navigate an iPhone, navigate mm -hmm. like different things. And I think that that is so yeah. important because I think it keeps you young, but also it drives ideas, it drives innovation even when you're older, where you think that anything is still possible. And I think that keeps you living longer. Mm -hmm. And I think it ke at least keeps you living in a happier place than feeling like you're being left behind. Yeah. And sometimes you're being left behind because you chose to by small decisions to let go of things that were new and up and coming. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is so important. So embracing TikTok, embracing these things the right way. So I'm not embracing it where it's like addictive or it throws you off from real life. But I mean, embracing it in a way where you're saying, hey, this is a, a medium in which I can communicate what I do to your point, like the things that are value that we can share to the world that I think could be helpful. This is another vehicle to do that. 
Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of things that as I get older, I just like, ah, I don't really want to do that. Right. Right. But things that are about pop culture, things that I know would still keep me connected to my kids, things yeah. that keep me kind of relevant. I don't want to be the old lady that's like, oh, yeah, she's going to be in her 50s. Like write her off. Right. right. Like her ideas of the way the world works no longer apply. Mm. And so I think with us having that's a tough say that again, that's tough. Your ideas of the world no longer apply. And I feel like that's where the generational like differences yeah. come up a lot, right? Like you have, you know, it was so funny to me, kind of off subject, but I was talking to someone about like boomers and Gen X and Gen Z and millennials and stuff like that. And I always found it really interesting that boomers were the main ones to talk shit about millennials, you know, like, uh -huh. oh, they get a participation trophy, you know, they, they don't work the same in the workforce, this and that. And I was like, I wonder if y'all know you're their parents, actually. <laughs> like, you literally made them like this, right. right? Like, you literally the boomers who are like 65 and, and a little bit older you guys gave birth to Gen X, which is us. Like we're about 40. Which is the best generation. Every generation <laughs> thinks that it's the best generation, right? right? And so we were independent. It was the first time in history where moms were working outside of the home. First time in history where you can have a divorce, you know? So we had single moms. We had to be responsible for watching our siblings, yeah. like stuff like that. Then they got a little hipper and I don't know, in their second and third marriages, decided to have kids again. We were grown already and they gave birth to the millennials, right? which they have a problem with. So that's my question is like you raised them and you have a problem with them. You were the ones that were going to the school mm -hmm. demanding the participation trophies, right? I say all this to say that now we have Gen Z children and people now are concerned with, ah, oh, what's going to happen? You right. know, these Gen Zers, they can't hold a job. They don't believe in customer service. They don't even talk to people. While some of that stuff may be stereotypical or true, right. we're connected to those Gen Zers. And so I posted something the other day saying like, like we're hood parents. Our kids are built different. Why? Because we created that. We yeah. didn't want you to go through the same things that we went through. We didn't want you babysitting your siblings. So literally everything that's wrong with them is our fault. Like yeah. I'm fully aware of that, but I don't know yeah. why people are not. Because uh, you don't want to take responsibility for the most part. I mean, yeah. it's interesting that our kids, like as they start to interact with other adults, mm -hmm. They, their findings around how other adults deal behave and deal with mm -hmm. problems is pretty interesting because they find that people are not very mentally tough. They find that people are, don't have a lot of emotional intelligence. And they're like, and it's interesting when they, they say, I used to like think, oh my God, this is an adult. Like I have to listen to everything I, they say. And like, you know, this is, they're the authority. Now they're saying like, oh my God, this person is ridiculous. Like, yeah. how, do, like how do they function every day? How do they survive every single day? with some of the things that they interact with. So it's really, really interesting. Uh, but I, I will say the only thing I'm concerned with the next, this generation mm -hmm. is even though we're talking about like the great possibilities of embracing things like social media, TikTok, things like that. I, I'm, I'm a little concerned because like creating actual things is less important. Like making like something. making like innovating in technology and mm -hmm. things of, of that nature, just from the numbers of people, how many people are in science and math mm -hmm. and stuff like that is obviously is down yeah. um, from the years prior. 
And even though in our like last episode we talked about how things are getting better, they are. But I think that one of the things we have to realize is that that not everybody can be a content creator. Somebody's got to actually make some stuff, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right? And my, I'm always curious, like when I when you talked about Paramount Pictures being at VidCom, I'm curious of like, are they trying to figure out how this fits in their ecosystem? But at the end of the day, like when the economy has like the last couple of years has been really interesting because we've had COVID and then we had, you know, lots of stimulus money in the in our economy and a lot of things. So people have gotten into areas of their lives that they've never been in before. People were either laid off or they went, went home. And so they started making content. And mm-hmm. so you have more people who have just been introduced to this place of social media mm-hmm. and now are making income from it. Mm-hmm. But what happens when we if we do go into a recession? Yeah. Like I I think about that. Like what happens to these content creators when the first thing mo- major companies do when they have issues with finances mm-hmm. is they pull marketing. Well, think about this though. If I'm a company like Coca Cola, let's just right. say I'm spending millions of dollars to advertise on the Super Bowl, right? I don't have to do that anymore. If I've got millions of influencers with millions of followers and I send them. Hey, for $10,000, I want you to post three times. Yeah. No problem. Done deal. I just saved a ton of money and I don't have to do the Super Bowl commercial anymore. Because the thing is, is they're kind of reading the the writing on the wall is people are not watching the Super right. Bowl live anymore More from people television. people are on social media than watching television. Right. <laughs> and so if you owned a large corporation like Coca-Cola, right. I mean, Ray-Bans, I met a woman called Curvy Trendy, I think. She's got a million followers on TikTok. And she just, you know, shows off like things that are flattering for a curvy body. Right. And I thought she was really cool. I heard her speak and Ray-Ban like gave her a major deal. And as you say that now, it makes me think, actually, they probably would just continue to pull more money from those areas and Mm -hmm. put it into social media because that's where the eyeballs are. So, But you're right in the sense of like... If we have more people wanting to be content creators, more people wanting to have a side hustle, work from home, not work for a corporation, who the hell runs the world then? Like, I just want to know who my doctor is going to be like, because if I'm not trying to be a doctor, my kids don't want to be a doctor. Who do I go to when I need an OBGYN? Right. And so that's interesting because my OB office is having a tough time right now. They said right now we can't find any new OBs that are graduating that want to be a part of this practice. And it's really alarming, just like people during COVID were not going to pilot school. So now there's a huge shortage for pilots. And so thousands of flights are being canceled all over the world for every airline because there's a freaking shortage of pilots. So if we all want to play around on social media, who's actually going to fly the planes? Who's going to check the vaginas? Who's going to check the prostates? Who's going to clean your teeth? Like, and then we have you know less who, people. You know who's going to be? Who? Immigrants. Yeah, absolutely. Like what people don't realize is that Somebody our immigration. Will come for these jobs. Uh, uh, no, our immigration is down. And I'm not talking about illegal immigration. I'm talking about like people immigrating from you know, rising countries mm-hmm. that actually produce Tons of engineers, yeah. doctors, like these. Some of these countries are heavy into to STEM. I would say, and we have locked things down since you know twenty nineteen and twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. And so, with that, we have less people taking these tech and these medical jobs because we don't have that influx of immigration coming in to to the schools and into these professional arenas. So. We're, we're in trouble. We got to kind of open things up a little bit. Yeah. I, so I met a woman the other day. I'm looking for her name. I met her at the car dealership. I was yeah. waiting on my car and 
the news was on and it was, you know, the female minority mayor of San Francisco was appointing a new minority female uh, district attorney. And I was like sitting there watching it like full of so much pride. And the woman next to me was like, isn't that incredible? Like, and so we had this whole conversation and she looked like she was also a POC. And so I was like, where are you from? She said, Iran. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, tell me about your culture. Like, what do you do? So she's a dentist. She's actually a professor. Here are her. So it's um, Satara Lavasani. I'm sure I butchered her name, but she has a DDS, an MS, and an FODIA. I don't even know what that is. And I don't have my glasses on, (laughs) but she's highly educated, board certified, oral radiologist, dentist, associate professor, international lecturer and consultant and she's 40 like that's incredible right so we sparked this whole conversation and she basically just says like well what about the younger generation like these younger women who don't want to get into politics who don't want to get into dentistry who don't and i was like girl it's an issue you know and she said they're just not built the way that the previous generations are which i think is somewhat true. Like we're talking about like mental capacity, emotional intelligence, and Mm -hmm. just like the resilience to be able to like be an on-call doctor, work emergencies, see trauma, like, you know, be quick. And she's just, we had a really great conversation, two strangers in a car dealership, just about like what happens for women going forward, particularly women in STEM. Right. And it's alarming as a mom, as a mom who knows that my kids are probably not going to be doctors or be entertainers. Right. Who's whose kids out there? If you're listening, like, is your kid going to be my OB? Because I need to know who's going to do that. That's a, that's a real thing. And I think that that's something that we got to really start facing. I don't think people realized. And if you're really paying attention to the hard data around these professional jobs, like techni- like engineers and doctors, a lot of them are taken. Mm-hmm. Those positions are filled by people who immigrate to the United States or at least second generation immigration to the United States. And you and know, she said her whole family's educated. Right. All and doctors. A hundred percent. And in a lot of these countries, like that type of education is the most important thing. Right. Right. They don't have all the other things that are distracting mm-hmm. them or these aspirations because they're just not it's not available necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like we live in the United States. Hollywood is available. Mm-hmm. Right. So people want to be in Hollywood. Yeah. Right. Broadway is available. So people want to be on Broadway. And that's nothing wrong with that. It's just that we do need a balance of like who's going to take these important jobs that we rely on. It's also like whose responsibility is it, right? Like whose responsibility? I'm upset that there's a shortage of pilots. I'm upset that the airlines didn't see that this was coming. Like you didn't see that there was a record breaking number of people who were retiring early during COVID. You didn't think like, hey, who's in the pipelines? Like, hey, how do we keep pilot school going? Hey, how do we start recruiting? Because if I'm paying attention to things like TikTok and things that are shaping and shifting our culture, if I am in charge of like the OBGYM, you know, uh, I don't know, organization, I'm like out paying influencers to be in school, like to talk about the fact that women need other women to sign up for these jobs, to like... Just like we're doing it for Paramount Pictures and Coca-Cola, we could be doing that in educational arenas as well. Like we could be out really making it cool for women to step into onto these college campuses, for women to step into these different industries and like flex their power. Like there's so many things that could be really cool about that. Yeah, 100 percent. So, yeah, I don't know. Where are the women at? Where are the young young men at, too? Like, what do we do if we get into 
a generation that's all creators. And then yeah. before you answer that, because I do think kind of tying it back to all of the different generations, in the last podcast, we talked about every generation thinks that they're living in the worst time in history, right? right? Also, that current generation thinks that they're God's gift to the world, right? Just like you said, we're the best generation. 100%. Debatable, right? And every generation is concerned for the next generation. Yeah. Oh, God, they're going to ruin our, our lives, right? So when the silent generation, which is now like 90, 80 years old, had the boomers coming in and they were protesting and like trying to end like segregation and all of these things that were a huge deal, especially in the United States, like the silent generation thought for sure that the boomers were going to destroy the earth, right? Yeah. And then the boomers now think that with all the protests and things that the Gen Zers care about, that they're definitely like too far on the left and they're too far. The pendulum has swung and now there's, you know, you can pick whatever you want to be and nothing goes and there's just going to be chaos and anarchy. And so I just don't think that that's true. Right. But as a Gen Xer, I am concerned for like, well, we're going to get into a new generation and we're it's going to be interesting to see what do we do for doctors and lawyers and engineers and STEM? And like, how do we keep that going? Because we need it in order to function. Yeah. And then where are we going to get the teachers to teach it? Yeah. Right. And so those are some some real things. So think about so thinking about a real problem uh, and thinking about TikTok. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was on TikTok and here's one of the major cool benefits of TikTok. I stumbled across this guy named Moses uh, West. Okay. All right. So Moses West has a foundation. And get this. So we're in California. Uh, California has a severe drought right now. Mm -hmm. um, but other yet states, you leave the water on while you're um, brushing your teeth. Can, Drives can me we insane. cut that out? Because I don't want to. I'm trying to make up. No, <laughs> There's a trend on TikTok right now. Okay, yeah. And it's, he's a 10 butt. My husband, he's a 10 butt. He leaves the water running in the middle of a drought while, while brushing his teeth. Yeah, so that's neither, triggering neither, for me. Neither but you're so hot, there. so I, I let it go. I don't let it go. Actually, I turn the water off every time. Yeah, that has not happened Anyways, in a very ahead. long time. But that's besides the point. Yesterday, so the reason why this person is so important, okay, is because he has developed this technology that is called atmosphere water generators. So basically, what it does is he uses these huge machines that you can put anywhere, mm -hmm. right? And it condenses the moisture in the air mm -hmm. and creates water. Okay. So he, these machines can make 900 gallons of water a day. And we don't have them everywhere? They're just It's a concept or what? No, it's not a concept. He supports the military. He was in Flint, Michigan when they had the water issue back uh, a couple years ago. Uh, he also was creating... Felt, you know, gave 5,000 people water in so Puerto Rico. So he's like the Elon Musk of water. Yeah. And so he's Great. like... He's. I found him on TikTok. He doesn't have. A, he has a pretty nice following. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Viola Davis just gave him a huge donation. Mm -hmm. and he has his GoFundMe. I just thought it was so incredible. Mm -hmm. Like the reason why I think that when you think about, there's a lot of bad things you can say about social media, and a lot of them are real, mm -hmm. right? But then there are moments where you say, "Wow, if it wasn't for social media, I would have never found this person." Yeah. And I and and I don't know why, but this whole water thing has been on my mind because I've been reading several articles about like different lakes that we use for our water source, mm -hmm. you know, down like 40, mm. 50% yeah. and just drying out like huge areas of water. Uh, and so now they're like in these negotiations of where they're going to get water from. Uh, and we're not necessarily getting a lot of rain. And so when people come up with these types of things, they're super important. And this is why when you are an older person, 
it's important to embrace the new because within the new, there are going to be things that are important to you. And because maybe you're older, you have the financial backing to support something that can, you know, secure the generations to follow. But, you know, I, I thought it was really interesting. Um, it's funny because when you looked at one, watched one of his videos, did you know after about seven days without water, you lose your mind? Um, yeah, like you, after about two hours, I'm going to lose my mind. As a matter of fact, <laughs> get some water right I now. I need a drink. <laughs> but yeah, we can only survive only a, set, a couple, few days without water. Uh, most of us can probably survive about 30 days without food. And so water is a big deal. Yeah. Like honey. we got to figure out water. And as, as the earth heats up and our temperatures mm-hmm. like this year is going to be a, a record uh, heat right. across the nation. Um, this idea of where we're going to get our water is super important. So it's that's not the I, nation, though. It's the world. Like yesterday, yesterday, last year we went to Greece and there was record-breaking heat. Like right. they said it hadn't been that hot in Greece in 40 years. Right. Well, guess what? It's that hot again this year. Yeah. And then we're going to Italy in a couple of weeks and they are saying right now there's record-breaking heat as well. Yeah. And so, so I just thought, you know, so if you get a chance, maybe put it in the show notes, check out this guy, it's, uh, Moses West. I think it's Moses West Foundation. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. I, I was just like, I, I got to mention it on the podcast because I was just like, this guy, he's probably in his 50s, black dude, mm-hmm. invented this technology. That's really cool. well, and the tech, didn't invent the technology, but invented machines. And the technology is there. Uh, we use it already in a lot of different cases, but we need more. We need more, right? And so, you know what it sounds like to me, though. It sounds like if he's taking all of the like humidity out of the air, it sounds like I'm gonna be dry as shit. <laughs> like my skin's gonna be super dry. So now instead of my skin being hydrated, now we got water to drink. Great, but I gotta drink more water no, because yeah. there's less humidity but in the you, atmosphere. You know so what? I feel dry just you talking <laughs> about it. Well, you know what's funny? As you look at the comments, and mm-hmm. people are like, "Stay safe," like telling him to watch his back, make sure he's staying safe that we have to protect him at all costs. Like the last time somebody came up with an invention like something like this, that they you know they went missing. And I was like- That's amazing. I was like, what? Like one, it was amazing that people were very supportive. But two, I was like, that, like, we do, like somebody's gonna take this guy out because he's created something good. Is there something inventor? I'm missing in the world? And I <laughs> oh. don't know if it's those people who are like, you know- they, Conspiracy could, Yeah, they get down to conspiracy theory yeah. thing. But, it now it made me think like okay I gotta keep make sure this guy keep tabs on him make sure he's okay oh my does gosh. he have a ring you know that he can set up for everybody to watch and protect You're him ridiculous uh, but it's just very interesting but those are some of the benefits I think with of staying abreast to, to you know what's new yeah one of the ones I laughed at most <laughs> recently was the customer support TikTok guy. He's um, Palmer trolls, yeah, which is great because he trolls the internet oh looking God. for like things to do. So this guy's super like dry eyes, yeah. watery eyes. Like he doesn't like change his demeanor at all. No, at all. So he'll find these customer complaints on these large corporations. Like I just saw one um, just now that was about the Starbucks employees trying to unionize, right? And so he'll go on these online forums or on Facebook or wherever, and he's finding these terrible reviews that people are writing. And he wrote, he found one that someone said, you know, how dare the Starbucks CEO try to, you know, shut down this particular Starbucks because the employees were trying trying to organize to unionize, right? And so he poses as like the CEO releases a statement and says, 
well, if they can't get on the right train, you know, then fuck them. Like <laughs> he says really crazy stuff that the CEOs are saying, like we're anti-union. And so, you know, to hell with that store. It wasn't performing anyways. Like he's just so crazy. But he'll set up a profile and actually be like, who? who's the guy? Dick Schultz? That's, that's the wrong name. No, that's the yeah. best buy. I know. Uh, no, you think about Howard Schultz. He's Howard no Schultz. There's a different CEO. The now. Starbucks guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. So he'll pose, literally create, a profile picture pretend that he's you know replying on behalf and then the comments go crazy people are like i can't believe that starbucks would reply with a comment like this and he's like well believe it bitch like it's just things like that it's just the funniest thing so if you get a chance go look at palmer trolls you know when i see that it's interesting when i see it it's super funny and it's extremely humorous but it's so funny how we take so many things seriously. Yeah. Right. And the fact that this individual can take that, like people go crazy yeah. about things and they, you know, and they want to leave messages and they go back and forth and all this kind write of stuff. Letters. They write letters. And, I, and I, I'm just not that person. Like yeah. if, if something's not working out for me, I'm just going to go somewhere else. But people really get like, I can't believe you. We're never shopping there again and all this stuff. And he's just like playing with people's emotions. So it's super bad. Yeah. So anyways, we want to know who your favorite uh, TikTokers are. If you are not on TikTok, if you haven't been on, like I totally get it. It's another social media platform to have to download, to have to learn. The thing about TikTok, though, it's not really about the followers. It's about you can just be on as a watcher. And I think what sets it apart from other social media platforms is that the longer you watch a video, then TikTok says that that's more stuff that we should be showing you. So people actually love the fact that like the TikTok algorithm is really smart. Whereas on other platforms, people are like, is Instagram spying on me? Why am I seeing an ad by this? Right. People actually are like, thank you, TikTok, for showing me more of this. So an example would be Eddie the other day says, how did I wind up on bear TikTok? Like, I'm seeing nothing but bears in my TikTok feed. I go, well, dummy, you got to stop watching the bear, the bear videos. Well, yeah. uh, He goes, I can't. They're just so good. Well, TikTok knows you better actually than yourself then, because if you love them and they're so good, then it knows that you want to see more of that. Yeah. And I'm I'm reluctant to like things that are different than what I normally won't probably want to see mm-hmm. because I know I'm going to see more of them. Yeah. So it's, I, I've never liked any of the bear. And what this is, is basically people are going on hikes uh-huh. and there's a bear that, you know, stumbles across their trail and starts to follow them. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. I, in the back of my mind, I know there's a, they survived because the video is there, <laughs> but I'm always like, did they really survive? Right. Did the bear get the kid? Right. And you so always want to it's know always what a family after. and and like the mom is super, super calm. Yeah. She's like she's like, Don't worry, just keep walking. Don't worry, just keep walking. And they're like, Hey bear, hey, and, you know, because you're you're supposed to yell, Hey, hey bear. And so now I have all the the tactics. If we ever go on c- camping, which I don't know if we ever will do like crazy You're not camping. a camper. But if we did, I know all the I know what to do mm-hmm. because of TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. And so I find myself on, on bare TikTok quite often. Well, I find that the kids have learned a lot on TikTok. Like I think Jasmine's <laughs> TikTok Jasmine's TikTok is like all fitness stuff. So yeah. like, you know, and I will say that's a little triggering. When Jordan and I go to the gym, people are setting up <laughs> tripods and stuff. And I'm like, 
half of me is like, you know what? Do you, boo? I love right. that you're able to do that confidently. But do it quickly. Also, you're probably getting paid for that, and I respect that. Yeah. Also, do that shit quickly because I'm right. waiting on that machine, and it's annoying, right? right? So I have this balance of like, I understand, but move it along quicker. <laughs> Other people are waiting. So yeah, but I think that... Our kids have learned a lot of stuff, whether it's cooking, you know, they follow some people that go on these like organic farmers market um, trips every Sunday and right. they do just like a haul reveal. And I'm like, well, you bitches don't want to go to a, a freaking farmer's market with me. We could be doing a haul, too. But they find some things interesting that I'm like, really? Right. Okay. Yeah, it's so, super crazy. So, yeah, I think this episode was about like embracing the new, regardless of what age you are, understanding that every generation has beef with another generation. You think that your generation was better and it knows everything and it doesn't. Right. So staying kind of open. The cultures are shifting, you know, even for our two girls, Kayla and Jordan. I came home and I was like, you guys need to get on TikTok and create. You want to be actresses. You're going to school for acting. Freaking these like you know, large film production companies are looking for actors who are already putting stuff out without representation. Yeah, and that's that's so that huge was because the thinking thing about th think about the fact that just thirty years ago, mm -hmm. right? If you lived in a small town in Minnesota and you had a passion for acting. Got to move to LA. You got to move to LA. Mm -hmm. Now you can say, I'm gonna put these skits on, I'm gonna I'm gonna create a following mm -hmm. i'm gonna let my talent and obviously you got to get formal training mm -hmm. and you know and, and there's other things you need to do still gotta get an agent all that stuff but the you don't actually have to move no right like you can actually create your own thing and then it go crazy like the guy that created the dramatized version of the fresh prince right mm -hmm. he did a serious version of the fresh prince fresh prince of bel-air fresh is really prince of bel-air yeah and basically he he just took his, his cinematic um, training and created this whole like small short film mm -hmm. that storytelling got, his storytelling his perspective it dramatized it made it serious mm -hmm. took the comedy out right and then all put it on youtube and all of a sudden will, will smith. smith and his production company catches it they find it they go into production and they create a whole show based yeah. on that. Like that's the power of this thing. And so for those who are listening that have a gift, that have uh, some type of skill that you can share with the world, lean into these yeah. things. Don't, I mean, the best thing for you to do is just figure it out, put things out. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be consistent. Yeah. And but I like, think that you'll get better and better. Absolutely. I was talking, I follow a woman right now because we're going to Italy and she says, you know, five things we would never wear in Italy. Um, Tell me more. Right. She's like, we don't walk around in sports bras and spandex. Like that's what you wear when you go to the gym. We don't walk around the streets like that. I was like, <laughs> how old is this person? Good to know. She's like 50, maybe. Oh. She's <laughs> like, we care a little bit more about fashion, you know, yeah. like, so she's showing like, younger outfits. Like this is oh. what you should be wearing. Like, and she's like, it's hot. Wear linen. Like linen, you can dress up. Like she's not old, like telling right. you what to look like. But so that's interesting. But like my stepmom, Robin, she's been in human resources for what, 25, 30 years. I go, you could literally start a TikTok mom at your age with your experience and say five things you need to know on how to do a job interview. Yeah. Here are three things that you need to know on how to sell yourself. You 100%. know, three things that you need to know that are illegal in the workplace. Like people would totally tune into that stuff right. because. Because right. the laws are forever changing. I said, all the stuff you complain about that you don't like about your job, that is great TikTok content.
content, like because people want to learn what are some problems in the workplace right now. And so um, I kind of showed her a couple of accounts that I follow and like people that are even her age. And she's like, what? This lady has three million followers and like got all excited about it. I'm like, it could be you too. Yeah. You just got to put this stuff out there. So. Yeah. And you have a friend as an attorney that was posting during uh, 2020 a lot of, about some of the laws and things that were coming up. Yep. Um, goalie. Comes, goalie. Yeah. Yeah. So goalie was posting about like the social um, injustice and things like that. She used to be a um, prosecutor, a prosecutor. Uh, uh, no, she was a public defender. There you go. Um, and so she was an attorney retired from that. Didn't like it. And so she starts just voicing her opinion on TikTok. Lizzo freaking retweeted a bunch of her stuff when she was spitting out facts about like, you know, people of color being locked up, not having the right representation. And yeah, Lizzo like put her on the map. Yeah, so it can great. happen. I don't think you should put stuff out with intention that it's going to blow up. But if you're consistent, like TikTok will find your tribe. Yep. And I think I think you could have a lot of fun on it. Yeah. 100%. So yeah. So this whole episode is not just about TikTok, though. No, it's, it's about not. <laughs> embracing new cultures, embracing new things, new times, being open to um, other generations knowing the world's not going to be ruined by the next generation because you didn't ruin it. So why would they? Right. And so before we get off, I want to I want to do a quick what in the world and see okay. what you think, what you think quickly. You ready? OK, so gold medal uh, winner mm -hmm. Simone Biles. OK, right. Mm -hmm. She gets on an airplane mm -hmm. and she gets her seat mm -hmm. and the flight attendant gives her a coloring book and says, did you want to ask her, did you want a coloring book? Because she's little because she's four eight. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it, it went viral that she, because she posted about it, said, I can't believe this fight attendant mm -hmm. just offered me a mm -hmm. coloring book. And so my thought process is, that's so sweet. Is there anything wrong with that? Like, <laughs> I think it's so sweet. <laughs> I was like, that's so sweet. I've never seen a flight attendant be nice to kids. So I thought it was sweet, but is she upset? She's 25 years old. So yeah. she's like, I don't want a coloring book. Right. But the flight attendant doesn't know that. The flight attendant does not know that. She probably had a mask on, maybe no, no makeup. Well, oh. the picture that she posted, she didn't uh -huh. have a mask on. Well, well, so is she mad? She was. I think she was just like salty about it. Like, no, uh -huh. I'm good. I don't. I'm 25 years old. I don't need a coloring book. Yeah, but say that. Oh God, uh, thank you so much. I'm 25. I mean, as a woman, <laughs> I feel like we don't want to age. So if right. if you're 25 and someone thought that's you what, were eight, that's what I thought. I thought it was like flattering, but I think when you're four eight, you're probably like, I'm not flattered. I'm like, yeah, you you're know. already hyper conscious of or hypersensitive of the fact that you're shorter. People think you're a kid. Not to Maybe mention they dismiss you. Buff as hell. So yeah. it's not like she's like small person. Well, so, I mean, those those gymnasts are pretty small and buff, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, maybe she does gymnastics with my daughter. Oh, look at you. You're so cute. Do you want a coloring book? Do you go to my daughter's but gymnastics? Do you think that's a wild assumption to think that she's a young child? No, I think if she offered her a coloring book again, I've never seen a flight attendant be nice to a child and offer a coloring book. I was like, wow, what airline is that? That's think, a great feature. I don't think any of our kids have been offered a ever, not book. once, but our kids were bigger. I was telling uh, Jordan that story. She says, oh, my God, I'm a foot taller than her. I go, yeah, I know. Yeah, but she is a gold medal winner. Right. She's you know, serious. So. so she didn't. I mean, this flight attendant happened to not watch, you know, the Olympics. Right. Not everybody's going to know you. That's true. That's so true. I don't know. I'm not offended by it, but I'm also not her, so I can't tell her how to act. Were I just you, thought it was what interesting. I just thought it was interesting because I was like, you can go both ways. You can yeah. be flattered by her, or you could be insulted. Depends on how you how see the you world. How you want to see the world? Yeah, yeah, but I just thought your gold medal. It's like 
it's kind of like one of the biggest awards you could win in the world. Yeah. And but they, people are still not going to know who you are. Get over it. Don't take yourself so seriously. I know, but I mean, I I would probably recognize it. Oh, that person. Uh, I think I've seen you somewhere before. Yeah, but you would. You yeah. like gymnastics or the Olympics uh, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Like, I, I think it's very presumptuous to think everyone should know who you are because you're one of the greatest athletes in the world. Not everybody cares about like athletes. That, that's true, but it's just interesting how you said that you're one of the greatest athletes in the world. No one knows you. Yeah, but like still, like not yeah. every single person is going to recognize you know your greatest athlete, you know superhero. Like if they're especially if they're in another country or something. You think she responded and said, "I'm 25 years old and I'm a gold medal winner in the Olympics." Bitch, no, I don't want your coloring <laughs> yeah. book. I don't. I mean, I that would say a lot about her no, if she did, she did that. I don't think but she that, did. But that's pretty funny. So I think I would, if it were me, I would laugh. (laughs) Obviously I've not spent my whole life being four, eight, being called short. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a triggering thing for her. So she gets to choose however she wants to respond. But for me, I'm like, if I'm the flight attendant. But enough to make the news. It's so interesting. It was on the news. Like it was like, oh. But it also went on TikTok, went viral. So the news has to report that stuff too. See how it's all connected. 100%. (laughs) All right. I hope that this episode was informative for you. If so, please share it with someone. Maybe you want to share it with your younger kids. Maybe you want to share it with your older grandparents or something. But we would love it and appreciate it if you guys could share this episode of the Push Podcast. Let everybody know to listen and let's be friends. And we'll see you on TikTok. We are the Copelands. Yes, we are. We are the Copelands. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time, push through.